let's get back to the Alec Baldwin story for a minute here. It's just, we continue to learn more about this as we go along. And it, I don't know, fingers of blame being pointed. Was it just an accident? But let's get some details on how something like this could possibly happen. First of all, it shouldn't have, but obviously it did. We're going to chat with Daniel Levinson of Rapier Wit which is a stage combat school in Toronto. Daniel has worked as a gun wrangler. He's also provided training for artists to learn more about gun safety on set. Um, Daniel, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you joining us for a little insight here. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. I think the big question everybody is asking is how can this happen? And bottom line, it shouldn't have, right? There's all kinds of rules to make sure it doesn't happen. Absolutely. And and I think... I, I think one of the first things we should talk about is there is a difference between uh, the organizations that do firearm safety and training for, for film and for the use in theater in Canada and the United States. And this isn't to uh, point fingers. It's just that the reality of how each country uh, looks at firearms, deals with firearms among the population, let alone within the industry, uh, causes that change, right? Yeah. And so... Starting right at the top, and, and I'm going to be careful because, of course, all I know is what everyone else knows Absolutely, from yep. reading the newspapers and, and, and listening to reports, and I have no doubt more information will come out. But the, I, think, I think one of the things that people have agreed on, at least from, from a lot what I hear, is that there were live uh, rounds on set. Yes. And that simply is, is incomprehensible to me, and I've, I just can't imagine it happening here because... Um, my license, for instance, that allows me to work uh, with firearms in in film and theater, uh, precludes me from having any live ammunition, and it would never enter my head to own some to load ever load the firearms we use with them, and uh, it just it's one of those things that that is simply uh, not ever to happen. Yeah, would there is, yes, is, you know, can you can you think of a reason why live ammunition would be on a set? I, I've read other people in the state say the rule number one is don't even have it in your pockets when you're training for firearms or anything. We just don't use live rounds. Absolutely. I, I simply can't think of a single justifiable reason. In the industry, we have, of course, blanks that sure. uh, have most of the components that live ammunition has, except for the projectile, the bullet itself. We have dummy bullets that don't have any propellant, no percussion, and the idea is so for close-ups where you're watching a performer uh, loading a firearm, you might want to use those, or mm-hmm. they might be made entirely out of out of aluminum, but the idea is the, the and it's strictly an illusion. But the idea of live ammunition, there's simply no need for it, and I, I don't have a good reason. I can't imagine why one would ever use it. Now, when it comes to the protocol, I mean, people are saying, you know, it's Alec Baldwin's fault. You you never point a gun at somebody. I mean, other people saying, well, it's the guy who handed them the gun. They're supposed to make sure that it's... Ultimately, who is responsible for ensuring the safety of a firearm on a movie set like that? Is there, a, is there sort of a, a framework that's in place? Let's, let's go top down, and I think that's the best way to approach it. So the armorer, the person who uh, should be supplying and handling the firearms, uh, is the one who should be showing their performer if the gun is loaded or unloaded with blanks. Uh, and, for instance, speaking personally, what I do is I open the action depending what the firearm is, and I, and I show what they have mm-hmm. before I put it into the performer's hand. Uh, so, for instance, I would never load uh, uh, a firearm with blanks and place it down on a table. Okay. I, uh, I, I, and have someone else pick it up. It simply would not be something I would do for safety reasons. So you're, 
that that's like really the beginning. And then as we continue going down, uh, I would insist, and I think all my peers would insist, that the performer has an opportunity to fire uh, the firearms so that they understand what to expect and, and what it feels like because um, they're all different yep. depending on the action and, and, and the power of the blank. And you want to put the performer in a position where they feel comfortable, they understand what they're doing, and they have a sense of uh, the huge responsibility all people have holding a firearm that has an explosion inside of it, right? This is what we're talking mm-hmm. about. When in the past uh, I've been on set and we have had the illusion of firing into, uh, the, illusion of firing into the camera, right, so the yeah, POV the of the up, audience, yeah. uh, we would not have people behind the camera. Usually okay. they put plexiglass, but that's to protect the camera. The idea of, of having someone fire um, into someone is simply an absolute no. No matter if it's a performer or a crew member, you do not fire uh, a blank in the direction of a human being. There's right. lots of fantastic, useful tricks to make it look like it's doing that without uh, harming anyone. And this is likely a Western, meaning a revolver uh, yeah. firearm, and so you also have to think about the discharge of these very hot gases are coming out sideways because a revolver has a space. If you can imagine how back, it looks yeah. with the cylinder, yeah. So um, there's that as, as well, the idea that you're not just worried about just the muzzle, but everywhere where people might be affected by this gas. And even doing it very, very much following all the rules, there's still a danger of hearing loss. Like there's sure. a number of steps that we all follow so that at the end of the moment of filming, uh, people are safe, uh, we've acquired the, the image we're looking for, and that we have a profoundly effective image for the audience. And that's what it's for. Okay. And there's, you can see nothing I just said puts value in, in endangering someone to do that. No, certainly not. Um, I only have a minute left here, and the, and the question I want to ask you is now I'm hearing a lot of people uh, saying, you know what, we should, shouldn't have actual weapons on sets. There's no reason. We have dummy weapons that look just as well. We have CGI. I hear you, yeah. Do you think this is now, something we might see a, a move towards? It may. I, At risk of sounding out of step with that comment, um, we already do what I would think is use the appropriate prop for the appropriate moment. So a solid rubber, yep. non-functional when you need something being tossed or filling in a holster just to be pointed. If you want a uh, performer to cock or to look like they're loading or unloading the firearm, you probably want something more like an airsoft gun or a, a metal replica so it has much more of the actions. But um, speaking personally, I have a lot of historical firearms that simply don't right. have yep. good alternatives. And And again, some people may disagree, and I completely understand, but there's a... A qualitative difference when a performer um, is pulling the trigger and there's this, this sense of event when the firearm goes off. And speaking for theater, we can use sound effects, but if you've ever been in a room where it's used appropriately, there's a change in the environment Certainly. where there's a, a, a feeling, a smell, even a taste, and done for a very good reason, a good artistic reason, a storytelling reason, uh, it enhances the event for the audience emotionally. So this is one of the reasons why I would like to know that we can still have this as a useful tool, but that does not mean that we don't have alternatives when a better choice can be When it be will made. work. Yeah. Daniel makes perfect sense. Thanks so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. 
Oh, tremendous pleasure. Thank Great you. stuff. Thank you. That is Daniel Levinson of Rape Your Wit, a stage combat school in Toronto. He's worked on several sets as a gun wrangler and provided training for artists to learn more about gun safety on set. So 